Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters, with your hosts, Brett Lindley and Walker Near. I'm Brett, and today we're going to talk a little bit about Minecraft and modding in general. Hey, Walker, what have you been playing this week? Hey, what's up, man? Um, really, I guess this week mostly I've been playing some WoW Classic. Uh, I finally found uh, some people that are willing, some friends of mine that have been playing since it launched, as I have, but I am a defiant baby when it comes to WoW Classic and insist on only playing with my friends and, you know, people. I don't really care for soloing all that much, even though WoW, as an MMO goes, is very equipped for soloing. Um, but yeah, I finally found a couple buddies that are willing to to roll characters and just have them online when I'm online. Um so that way we stay the same level and stay on the same quest and all that. And, uh, yeah, that's been quite a bit of fun. Um, and then actually, I, <laughs> I actually have lost sleep. Not like can't get to sleep, but stayed up later than I should for two nights this week playing uh, One Finger Death Punch 2. I love that game so much. Yeah. It's like... Uh, go go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, like, it's... Uh, each time I've been like, well, I'll play for 10 minutes, you know, do a couple of maps and then literally an hour and it's midnight. And I'm like, oh man, this is so dumb. That's basically that I... exactly what I was going to say. It's just like, <laughs> I've got like 30 seconds to kill. I could clear a map or two, you know, and then it's mm -hmm. like an hour later and I'm like, oh, hey. The game even says like, this game is intended to be played in short bursts. Like they <laughs> right. play that within the game because they know that it, because it's not like, so what I actually have kind of concluded and I, we've talked about this before. I don't know if it's on the podcast or not, but whatever. Um, about like clicker games or idle games. Right. And those have been like a a, a really weird play. It's like the only time that gaming has felt like a like a bad drug or something. Where... <laughs> right. Like this is like the meth of games. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was I was playing like um, oh man, now I can't remember what it's called. It, it's it's one of the games on the phone that's like. There's like a factory with like mine. Oh man, it's not. It's oh, like Idle Miner Tycoon, okay, maybe. Yeah, that's probably like that. One. There's that, and there's another one, and and like, I found I got so addicted to playing those, and I didn't, I didn't even really enjoy it because there's not anything to really enjoy. Yeah, you're not like after the first few unlocks or whatever. Like that's it. That's the right. Game. Right. There's always more unlocks, but to no end. Yeah. I mean, just you can keep doing the same thing. But anyway, but I would find myself like, like, you know, oh, I need to go do X activity and then, well, but I'll wait, you know, I 20 mean, more yeah, seconds. I'm, I'm about to level this guy up. Yeah, you know, I'll, I mean, I'll wait you until know. I yeah. get enough money to, and it was, and, and it actually made me feel bad inside. Like it, it made me like, feel. Like really, I'm not going to eat lunch because I'm waiting for this. Like, yeah. I, I was there too. I went there too. Yeah, I mean, and for me, it was really. It, I think it was probably the worst with uh, Adventure Communist, yes, and mostly because of the visual puns. Mm. Like, as you know, I'm a fan of especially visual puns, and so that was just like that. That hit a lot. Of, I always wanted to see what the next funny thing was. <laughs> like, how hard am I going to work for a joke? Right. Like, but the benefit of the idle games like that is that it's a quick gaming fix if you don't have a lot of time. And like you, if you always will get an accomplishment. It's not like you go, if right. I have like 10 minutes, I'm going to go run a boss 
and I die, that sucks because I oh, I can't retry. I only had ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But in like an idle game or even in a one finger death punch, even if I die, like the problem is I'll usually just try it again. It's the problem mm-hmm. is is it's not just a like oh I've got five minutes thing. It's like I've got I might as well just say I have an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but yeah, so that's actually what I've kind of decided that I think uh, One Finger Death Punch 2 at this point, I mean, I played the first one right. also, but not play the sequel, but um, is that, yeah, it it fills that same void where it's kind of like an idle clicker because there's not really a point to that. Right. You know, it, it's, as we've talked about before, it's basically just like a rhythm game, but a very simple one because there's two inputs. Um, but yeah, it it satisfies that like, Hey, I want a quick fix, but I don't really want to think about it. I don't want to have to look at my stats. Or I don't want to, have to aim good or like, you know. like one finger death punch two and creeper world three, both fall into that category for me of like my forever games that I can play when I don't want to play a game or I don't know what I want to play. Like I'm just kind of mm-hmm. bored or depressed or whatever. And I just want to kill some mm-hmm. time. Like, those are go-to games for that. Like Creeper World Three is like if I'm really tired, but I still want to play something, like or I've got to stay up for some reason or something, um, right. but I don't want to think, or if I have the flu and I don't want to think, don't want to react quickly, I can like lean across the room and poke at that with a stick and still get to where <laughs> I want to get. <laughs> right. But yeah, One Finger Death Punch too. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy how much fun of a game it is for how silly of a game it actually is uh it's surprising to me how well they've managed to cobble that all together well and especially as a sequel they've pretty much improved upon the original in almost every way there's a couple things that i prefer about the original but i would still rather play the newer one because everything else is so much better well so something that you've talked about before again i don't know on the pod or just with me but um you know, recently we went to Shenanicon, which is the Butterscotch Shenanigan developer group, yep. and those guys make Crashlands and Levelhead. Well, Levelhead is a is a platformer, you know, in the vein of a... I mean, it's not like Super Meat Boy, but Mario, Meat Boy, Rayman, whatever. Yeah. So you were talking about how those guys, because they have their own podcast, which is a great third podcast to listen to after Pick Up Your Sticks and then The Walk Show. Um, but anyway... They talked about how in platformers, like people, and I'm sure it's gaming in general, but platformers, it's a really obvious place to see it, that people want like this tight, the tightness, they'll say. They want it to be responsive. I'm doing air quotes while I say these words. (laughs) Um, We can hear them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, bat audience. Um, So, so they, but they were talking about how it's not actually like, it's not actually how people think like people's reaction times are actually slower than they think they are just purely because of the way the human body works not because people are dumb or or whatever. Um, And so there's actually a lot of like forgiveness built into like Mm -hmm. the different jumps that you have to make and and whatever. And I guess like the Kaizo Kaizo Kaizo. Well, both. Yeah. The really, really hard level. Right. Those probably don't have that level of forgiveness no, to the same. They extent. do. Like the forgiveness is built. It's mostly within like millisecond timers of when you hit jump. Like they say, mm-hmm. and it's something that ties back to like making a. People say they want a quote unquote precision platformer, right? But they don't because a real precision platformer, which is basically a basic platformer, 
where the the quote of a platformer takes 10 minutes to create with like 50 lines and the next 60,000 lines in a year's worth of coding is polish. But that is like, uh, this is the only room or VVVVVVV or um, there's a couple of other like troll style, like I want to be the guy and stuff. Those are precision platformers because those are one line of code controls your WASD and there is no forgiveness. There's, if you thought you hit jump and you didn't because you were one pixel off of the tile you die right but a lot of good feeling games where they see that the the controls feel tight and responsive are actually less responsive like mario and uh metroid and any other you know modern platform actually has a little bit varying degrees of millisecond forgiveness of if you weren't on the platform or if you had just jumped off the platform or you know any number of things where it makes it feel like because we think i hit the button i should have jumped well you hit the button a tenth of it the computer is absolute your eyes and your brain and the processing that all took time right well the so the reason i bring this up is because i constantly think about that when i'm playing one finger death punch because one finger death punch gets really fast right. in some of the late levels, you know, but they do a really good job of building in little buffers. Like, like I've noticed that like pretty much exclusively when you, when you hit an enemy and kill them, it actually slows down the game for like just know, a tiny hair. Second, right. right. But it allows time to respond to the next guy coming at you. Um, or like, like there's this in the in the second one at least. There's an ability that you can do that's like an auto attack, right? And so your character basically break dance fights. I love that one so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when that ends, though, like there can be the a guy right, right on you. Yeah, actually, they don't attack for quite a like. Yeah. It gives you a good window my, to recover one of my it. qualms with one figure to the punch two is that the forgiveness mechanics are more noticeable than they are in the first one i would agree i think that. it's more forgiving which isn't necessarily a bad thing except when i press the button and i'm like i know i should be dead there and i'm not <laughs> that's when yeah. it's like uh, is this working against like i is there a mode that i could turn like master mode on like no forgiveness like yeah. I don't know how much yeah. I really want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fine because I die in it, you know, plenty as it is. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's a, it's again, it's crazy for how stupid and simple of a game it is, how addicting it can be, and uh, like honestly, I kind of wish that they would build in like if I had one feature request, it would be like a replay mode. Oh yeah, where I could beat the level and then watch a, a replay, even if it was sped up to like one and a half or two times. Right. To show it because I, if I'm going to beat the levels, I basically have to stare at the floor yes. and see when the bars are colored. Because if I try and look at the dudes, sometimes they'll be outside the, the range and that sort of stuff. And so I actually rarely get to see the awesome long stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll look up and 
glimpses of it, especially if you get like a power weapon, like a lightsaber or a chainsaw. Say, like, or something it's the like coolest that. in like the lightsaber nunchucks thing, which is the thing that I have always said should be added to any movie or anything. Somebody only within the last <laughs> couple of years have people like dubbed over like Bruce Lee and one figured his bunch too. <laughs> lightsaber nunchucks is just take two lightsabers and tie them together with chains. And people are like, yeah, but you cut your arms and legs off. I'm like, if anybody had a real lightsaber, they'd cut their arms and legs off. These are Jedi. They know how to do things with the force <laughs> to make sure they don't cut their arms and legs off with the nunchucks. It would be awesome. Put it in a Star Wars movie. I love how people will make points like that. It's like, it's like they're willing, like the suspension of disbelief breaks at your ability to use it, not the ability to, or not to the like fact make that the it. Lightsaber <laughs> right. Like, well, I don't know if that would work. It's like, dude, stop. We already broke the rules when right. we made this thing. Right. It already is made up. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, again, I would say wow and, and One Finger Death Punch 2 actually are <laughs> filling my time That's recently. Awesome. Uh, what have you been playing? Um, I went back, so I had a kind of a rough week the other week and got into a point where I just didn't really know what I wanted to play. Like I kind of had hit the point in Borderlands where like you've been playing WoW Classic and I hit that point in Borderlands where it was only fun with somebody else. So, and I didn't want to go get pub games. I hit level 50, respect a couple times. I played around some, but I was like, it's not that I'm done with the game. I'm just for me, first-person shooters don't stick very long. Um, I've never been able to play... A, a, well, I'd say never. It, except in when, like, my college days where there was always a party to, of people to be had to play Halo. Other than that, mm-hmm. first-person shooters uh, play through stories, and that's it. Um, so I was in this kind of in-between spot. I was also kind of depressed. I had had taken on some creative aspects in my like just kind of downtime just doing some art and stuff and i hit a point where i kind of had just like sucked at it (laughs) and so i was like i want to do something artistic and i i still want to express that but i i need an undo button and something that's a little less uh a little bit more adventurous a little less grindy a little less just me staring at my own stuff wondering how terrible it is uh so i picked back up minecraft uh, there's been a, a recent resurgence of people kind of playing it. Um, I've always kind of followed a couple of Minecrafters, not that I watch them all the time, but like there's a couple of people that I'm subscribed to on YouTube. So every now and again, YouTube just suggests like, here's a video. And I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, I, I, I want to try again. I want to I want to get in because I my last series and I and I struggled. I think we talked about this separately. I struggled with every time I've pretty much played Minecraft. There's only been two ways I've played either with another person that inevitably I play more than they do and I don't have a separate character. So our world just evolves at four times the rate at the other person. Every time they log in, everything is different. And they don't get to also have that, like, well, I made something cool, too, because they've just been gone for three days and I've played for three days straight. Um, or I've recorded it. Um, and I realized that the way that I play, like any other game, I'm not as bad about this, but Minecraft specifically, I will play in like five and ten minute chunks and then just hit the escape key to like pause the game and, because I'm like, I have a conversation with the wife or go get a snack or whatever but i'm always getting up and getting away from it because and i'll play i'll 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 play for hours at a time but the hours at a time part is me in a mine searching for diamonds or 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 whatever 
the actual interesting stuff that I'm doing is these like little five minute segments. And what I'm trying to record and video edit, that is a nightmare to stitch together 50, two, three, five minute chunks and then take two hour long segments of mining and I either speed them up 4x so they go by really fast and like dub over them or just cut them out or just find the interesting bits. It's just too much editing work. And I thought about streaming on Twitch, but again, I'm pausing and getting up all the time. That doesn't work for Twitch. And so I was like, what if I, and like we had even discussed possibly playing like RL craft. That's what did it. I, somebody started playing RL craft, which I'd never seen before, like ultra hardcore and slash realistic Minecraft, but not and it mostly just hardcore. But yeah, we talked about playing together and I was thinking about doing that. And I was like, no. And eventually I saw the same guy had played a special map called falling falling. And it's like a 25 by 25, 50 by 50, hundred by hundred or 200 by 200 size map. And it's all just like three blocks deep, totally flat. And you start with nothing and it's a survival map. And within a couple seconds, blocks start falling from the sky and all of the different types of blocks in the game will fall. But the, it's like a survival map only you don't have to like the first thing you do is not go punch down a tree it's find a wood block that's fallen and then like before the first night like especially the on the larger the map is actually the harder it is because it's flat which means slimes instantly spawn everywhere the first night is coming in like 15 minutes and you have to build like you have to find a way to wall yourself in otherwise zombies and creepers are going to get you and that means like rushing to find two pieces of wood fall from the sky and then get a crafting bench then you need at least two more pieces of wood to get like a pickaxe and some stone you're rushing to get dirt and stuff whereas on the small maps the blocks pile up so fast that actually the danger is getting hit in the head with them but like they'll they'll pile up quick enough that like you just hold on to one little area and you'll just be completely by surrounded by blocks in no time right and so it's kind of like the opposite of Skyblock. And I'd never, I'd played Skyblock a little bit, but I never did any kind of epic Skyblock thing. Um, but I thought, why not? I'm just going to try a survival map. That's base Minecraft. That's cool. And I've never really done these, and it looked fun. So I played that for about a week, and I got to the point finally in one of the big maps where I hit real survival. Like I've got, I've got my diamonds. I don't have diamond armor, but I have some diamonds. I have a base. I'm not going to die to a creeper. And essentially, I hit the point where I could survive forever. Like, it just wasn't difficult. So I was like, this is no longer hard. But I, I realized that I didn't want the hardness of RL craft. I wanted something right. in between. And I also just can't play... <laughs> Minecraft is one of several games that I can't play very long before I start going, well, there's a couple of mods that I really like. <laughs> right. And, well, so first of all, I wanted to play on the latest version, which I thought was the one that was out. Apparently, that's just a snapshot, but I thought it was the current patched version because I wanted to play with the bees because I love any on top of like potion crafting. Being able to be a beekeeper is like if you have beekeeping in your game, I love you, especially if the bees are adorable and serve a function more than just honey. Which, in Minecraft, they go pollinate flowers like bone meal and trees and right. stuff, so you can get 
like that kind of bonus. And don't starve, you can make grenades out right, of it. Right, yeah, like that's <laughs> and 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 Terraria too. You get bee nades and the bee oh, gun yeah. and stuff. There's less beekeeping, but um, <clears throat> I love bee stuff. So I was like, yes, gonna do that. So and I couldn't do it in Falling Falling because I was like, well, it's not spawning bee blocks like the blocks that i need to get bees like it won't spawn so let me go play just a survival game but if i'm going to do that let me mod it so i started looking for mods i spent probably almost an entire day because it's a fairly recent version that has just released for their mod loader so not all of the mods have caught up to the newest release of the mod loading engine right right so it was hard to find good mods that had been released. And then it was a struggle between what version am I going to play? And then I found out, like, I, I loaded some mods in. Actually, I think the first... Anyway, I loaded some mods in, played, explored for, like, an hour. Because I'm just like, I'm going to find bees and build my base there. I don't care what happens. That's what I'm doing. Could not find them. Start Searched through the wiki. Found where they're supposed to spawn. Went there. Couldn't find them. Searched through the wiki again. They're in the snapshot version. I'm playing on the latest release version. The snapshot version isn't supported by one of the now apparently two different mod loaders. So the bees are not are part of the base game. So yeah, the bees are part of base Minecraft, but they're only a part of the snapshot version of base Minecraft, which will be the release version of like early 2020, like 1.15. Exactly, yeah. So you have to kind of opt into it. And mods at least the mod loaders there's there's now two different mod loaders which i also found out um because i downloaded a bunch of mods and tried to run and and it was like there's all of these mods are conflicted and have been and not haven't been loaded and i was like why and it's because now there is apparently a there's been a split in the community and the community has split between two different styles of modding minecraft there's fabric and forge and they're essentially entirely different APIs with different hooks, different code. It's totally different. You can't just move a mod from one to the other. They're just completely different ways of coding. And so, like, half the mods that I wanted were in each. Because, of, mm. of course. And so I had to fight this, like, what mods do I really want? What loader do I use? Fabric has a release version that works with the 1.15 snapshot so I can have Bs. But almost no mods are updated to the 1.15 version of even Fabric. Forge doesn't have 1.15, but has the most mods that work with it. Mm. And so I spent probably... I, I spent all of my Saturday uh, doing nothing but exploring mods and getting disappointed about bees. And, and the bee mod that is... There's a mod that adds bees and a bunch of other stuff. I think it's forestry or forest craft or something. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't updated to 1.14 for Forge. So, so I would have to go back another version. And I've already played that version with the bees. And they, they're different. They're cool, but it's just not what I wanted. I think, I mean, I remember the forestry mod from like 1.7. Yes. So a long time ago, several years ago. And in that, there was like, you're like, breeding the bees yeah. and it was like a very involved thing i actually never really got i always wanted to get into it and i got pretty I deep into stopped. it but it ended up getting pretty samey once you got it down 
because you just had to keep uh, doing the same thing over and over to get to the next tier. Gotcha. But yeah, I spent a whole day and then like essentially corrupted my Minecraft, had to reinstall it, all this like, and then like some of the mods said they were for 1.14, but they really weren't. And had I spent a lot of time custom tailoring because i'm picky i'm very you know this we talked about this i'm picky about mods for any game um i tend to not do mod packs because they usually come with too much junk i don't want and i have just there's a lot of mods that i have played with before that i'm like that's not my style i don't like most of the creature expansion mods are are too much people try to put Mm -hmm. too much into one mod a lot and i'm like i don't want 500 creatures i want like maybe 20 and make them all interesting and unique. Yeah. I think that, I think that whenever, you know, it, it sounds appetizing to be like, there's 500 new creatures. Like, wow, that's, you know, 200 hours of gameplay to see all of those creatures or whatever. But the truth is, is that it's just actually not that interesting. They're not that well implemented. Right. Uh, And it can mean that you don't see a cow for three hours because they (laughs) they screw with the spawn tables. And and so base creatures are just gone. So it's like. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it's been a long time since I've played Minecraft with any fervor, if you will. But um, but yeah, I always I also was in your boat. I, I think one time I did like an FTB mod pack, one of the Feed the Beast ones. Yep. But yeah, generally I always downloaded my own, you know, sets of mods and did kind of a mix and match thing for exactly the reason you're talking about. You know, like for, for me, I was always really interested in like the industrial craft mm-hmm. type mods. I think that's actually the name of one of them. Um, but where it adds like power and automated mining and logistics things and I don't know, kind of like, <laughs> kind of makes Minecraft a little closer to Factorio. Yes. But this was before Factorio existed. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, but I, I didn't want all of the other things. Like some of the mods add, you know, 20 new ores and it's like, I don't, right. I don't I, I'm already mad about looking for all the ore <laughs> that I have to look for. I don't want 20 more headaches. Right. Like, um, and yeah, a lot of times I found that the really complicated mods are complicated, but in a dumb way, they're complicated right. because... They basically, it's just like, well, you need a hundred of X to get a Y, but then you need a hundred of Y to get a Z. And, and then it's a clicker a game. A. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I get it, but can we not, you right. know, can we not just make it this infinite grind? So, uh, so I, I, my point just being, I agree with you. I think being choosy with the mods does make sense. And, and last week when you told me about this, my, one of my favorite mods for Minecraft was a mod called Millionaire. Oh yeah, which I think was for one dot seven was the last time I it was updated. So, yeah. The last time I saw, but it added villages before they had really done. I mean, the villagers were in the game, but they were horribly broken and didn't really do much. And it added like different societies that had different cultures and like had different specialists within the cities and supposedly offered the ability for them to like fight with each well, other. They, their building kind of... styles, their architecture was different and. Yeah, and it was cool. Like there were there were NPCs you could bring blocks to and they would be like I want 100, you know, stone blocks. And then they would take that and actually build a structure, like a preset structure yep. out of that, which was super cool. Um but anyway, that had never again really been updated like I said, so I, 
you know, had just kind of left it where it was. And then you told me about Mine Colony, right. which is a newer mod that kind of recreates that. Um, and that was, I don't know if that's what you even, if you were even trying to play it or if you were just sharing it with me because you knew I liked that kind of stuff. But anyway, you had gone through this mod nightmare and I laughed at you and was like, ha ha, I just went on Twitch and clicked install Mine Colonies mod pack. Well, I actually am still the idiot in that one because there's 130 <laughs> mods in it. <laughs> I, I loaded into the game and there's now it was a seamless process. I didn't have to mess with the mod loader software. Nope. I didn't have to de- nothing. It was all very one seamless, button click and like two minutes download later and you're done. And yeah. And then open the game and it all just works and you load the world and it all just works. And it was like, well, that's pretty convenient. However, there were like, I don't know, five or six different instruction manuals in my hot bar when I loaded into the world. <laughs> I went to go punch a tree and I didn't do anything. And then I noticed that the trees actually have thin tree branches mm-hmm. that come out of them. And that's what I have to break. But that doesn't drop wood. That just drops sticks. So I still wasn't actually sure. It's how almost like the make... RL craft start where you have to like break gravel to get flint. But then you actually have to throw flint at like stone to break it into shards to make a knife with like. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I was. And I'm also with you where the version matters. I mean, that's why ultimately I stopped playing the old mods that I used to play because I felt like I'd kind of seen what there was to see at 1.7. Right. So if I wanted to go to a newer version, well, those mods weren't supported in the newer version. Right. And so in addition to me having way too many mods from this mod pack, I also um, I, I also was on version 1.12, right. which is two versions back from yeah, the so current Yeah, so it's pre-ocean release. content. Yeah, well, and so it's just like, well, that's also... I get that it's not the, the latest version, so that also kind of dampers it a bit. Although it's probably to be expected with 130 yeah, mods. Yeah, it <laughs> is. going to be an older version, but I just hadn't looked at that. So in the end, my point with sharing all of this is to say that I was incorrect in my like, ha fool, I've <laughs> found a one-button solution. Like, I didn't. It was actually a nightmare, and it's not the current version, so... Well, I, I mean, and that's... So, I mean, I played 1.6 slash 1.7 up until when, like, 1.9 and stuff was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um because the mods were just great. And there were no mods for once Microsoft took over for a long while, everybody just was like, we're not modding past 1.7 ever. Um, For a long time, that was the case, but I I did eventually get everything installed. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I, and this time I went with like some mods that I would consider kind of cheaty in the past that like allow you to farm, as plants essence that allow you to create most of the uncraftable or resource blocks in the game. So like I can eventually get to a point where I can like grow diamonds. Right. Um, And I don't think that I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to say, I do not think that that is cheaty because (laughs) the reason that I don't play Minecraft besides the mods and the versions is that I can't, I can't do another hour of me in a, in a cave digging for diamonds. Right with some super regimented path and like, you know, two blocks high and two blocks wide and then skip a block and start another right. row and I just can't anymore. So I think that that's very reasonable. And that's, anyway, that's kind of like, I mean, I, I've done a little bit of that, but not nearly the amount that I've done like in other games. And, mm. and so, because it's not just like, you don't get 
the mod opened up and just instantly have access to everything because I still wanted survival. I'm sure I probably should play creative, but that's got its own series of daunting things. And I just like survival. I like to be threatened by, especially in the early game, by zombies and skeletons and stuff. And I'm I've decided not to play a super hardcore rush diamonds and win or whatever like i'm just playing super casually and i've got this kind of inner story in my head because i'm not streaming it i'm not doing it as a video i've shared some screenshots with you of kind of my progress because i for once i'm taking my time in minecraft and playing just for me and i've never really done that where i've just made up my own story about what i'm doing here and why i'm here like i didn't build a house forever but i also wouldn't leave the kind of close area to where i spawned i found this cool like mountain like a mountain and a spire kind of thing with this little arch cave next to it and so i like built a campfire and a sleeping bag because i have a sleeping bag mod and then like just camped and like and it started developing the story in my head of like these two mountains look like something but i don't know what yet but i know that i want to build here mm -hmm. and it's just been i don't know i've had a lot of fun i ended up you know long story short just uh, i shared with you the progress on building a tower where that spire was it's just kind of a wizard tower cuz why not i want a wizard tower and then in building that, I got to a point where I, I needed either bamboo to make the, um, oh, the, not the trusses, the little foundation blocks that you can break one and all of them break. Uh, supports, mm. basically. Like supports, they act as ladders and you can stand on them. And if you break one, like all of them will break at once. So you can pick them all up. So it's just uh, scaffolding. There we go. It's scaffolding. Yeah. And so I needed either bamboo to create scaffolding or I needed to find one of several really rare items that can be used to create like a flying carpet or a witch's broom that allows you limited flight. And so I was like, okay, I think I can get these at a sunken ship. I have one sunken ship map. Let's get in a boat. I know it's somewhere to the northeast because my dot is in the southwest of the map. And I traveled... This was, I think, yeah, this was like last night we were chatting because I was basically just holding the W button down. And I traveled for something like two hours <laughs> to try to find this shipwreck. <laughs> and, wow. and I'm not even close to it. Like, but I hit this spot where there's these two massive, amazing, just gorgeous structure, like natural form at rock formations, right? And I got to that point and I was tired and I was like, I I have a couple of options. I have looted several, you know, desert temples. I've got a bunch of rare gear in my inventory. I can unset my spawn. I've slept a bunch of times, so my spawn point's not set at home. I can break my sleeping bag, stuff all my gear in a chest, hope for the best, die, and go back to spawn, which means I go back to spawn with nothing, at least none of the stuff that I've earned, and can get back to my old house but have no way to build on it anymore because i want to add the detail that i need the stuff that i'm adventuring for or i plop down here start over get to another build up to the point where i can get another portal 
travel all the way back to spawn build another portal there so I can get back to my old base. Still not have the bamboo or the frickin' magic carpet, but at least have saved the spot in the world where I can do a mega build at some point. Like, I'm... Right. Like, there's a there's a mega build here. I'm not ready for it, but it's too beautiful. Oh, and then there's option three, which is keep going northeast to try to find <laughs> the, the shipwreck. And like, right. and I've passed over several other shipwrecks that I could get maps at that probably will be much closer within the area because there's a chance that they're just really close. So I could probably get what I need very quickly that way. I still don't get bamboo, but whatever. But it's like, and and I had to decide because I was about to log off for the night. So I just decided to plop down my sleeping bag and build a couple chests and start building a house a second house so i'm building a second base like two hours of travel away from my old base i don't know where my old base is it's just somewhat close to spawn and yeah the ability to 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 effectively fast travel through the nether because what is it like 10 to 1 it's like 8 to 1 i think yeah yeah um that was one of the most mind-blowing i i don't actually don't know how much we've talked about minecraft on this podcast maybe not much but um i think that minecraft is something that every gamer should play now it's silly of me to say that because it's probably the most played video game of all time so it's not like i'm breaking the news to anyone there (laughs) but that being said i do actually encounter a lot of people who play games and haven't played it because they you know they think it's ugly or they think that it's like a kid game Yeah. yeah and when I first discovered it, I mean, I, I became an evangelist for Minecraft. Well, yeah, like, you, insisted... you were the one that got me into it because I was one of those, it's a kid's game. I don't really. It's ugly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it, it is, even if it's not something that you're going to know life or play for a long time, it's something that I highly recommend every, every gamer try because it's just a wholly unique experience. Now, that's not as true now because there's, it spawned an entire genre of, you know, copycats isn't really fair but whatever other games that offer kind of similar right. experiences like astroneer and stuff are similar yeah, but not the same it's similar arc you know right. in that yep. vein but nothing nothing does it in the way that minecraft does it minecraft has this beautiful simplicity to it where everything just kind of goes i mean probably the the biggest i that the biggest isn't a fair a fair statement but whatever one of the complaints i have is i don't actually like their crafting system i don't like how you have to make shapes with in the box or whatever um but i do otherwise like pretty much everything about it like it's just it's very it's very easy there's not a stamina well and you don't even have to like the shapes you don't have to do too much anymore if you have the right materials in your inventory like at least modern minecraft has adopted a lot of things that used to be mods like craft guide so there's a book in your inventory it's just not like in your inventory it's underneath your character image your avatar and you can click on it and if you have the materials in your inventory and you're at the right crafting station it'll show you everything you can make so you can just click on it or you can click on it multiple times or shift click to add like a whole bunch and it mm. puts the recipe onto the table with that amount of times that you've clicked or shift clicked or whatever right. and then you can just select build and build them all um that's that's my yeah but it'll only work you still have to have the right materials and be at the right station but that, and that's all 
point. It's it's more just I found it very tedious to constantly be drawing a pickaxe right. and then an axe and then a sword and I don't know. It just got old. But um, but anyway, so all of this is to say that like the, it's a it's a wonderful game that that everyone should try. And there's all this simplicity to it, but there's also like I don't know like there's more complexity to it than initially meets the eye. Right. Like, like the fact that you can do like animal husbandry. Right. And raise animal stuff. Like that's not obviously apparent when you first start. Well, playing. and it's also like at the onset you load in and you're like, everything's blocks. This is really simplistic looking. Right. And even in the base game, uh, they're like without even changing to like extreme terrain generation, which is amazing. But just standard survival load into a game, maybe not right where you spawn, and sometimes it is, but if you wander around, like, the the number of biomes in just the base game and the locations, and there you will never see the same thing twice. You will find yeah. stuff with waterfalls and rivers and giant mountains with snow-capped tops and jungles and swamps, and all of them are so unique and some of them are so jaw-droppingly gorgeous that you're just like it's like lord of the rings it's like you're running you're just running and you look out into the distance and you see this crazy huge mountain with a giant waterfall coming off of it and lava at the bottom that's you know freezing into cobblestone in the water and you're just like this is insane and you forget that you're looking at blocks because it's off in the distance it's just a giant mountain yeah, no, for sure. And and it's also cool how, and it speaks to the simplicity of it, you know, like, uh, it, it's cool how easy it is to change the terrain, to modify it. Like, I was playing, again, several years ago now, but I was playing a game once where uh, we we had, like, a little house, and then next to it was this pretty big mountain. And so I ran up to the top of the mountain and made a waterfall that then right. fed into this little fountain at the, next to our house. And so what was already kind of a cool view now looks super dope because <laughs> it's this waterfall and it bleeds into this, you know, uh, cooked stone fountain or whatever. And I don't know, it just it, it's just it, for someone like me who is not artistic at all and who can't draw and who doesn't think of themselves as a visually creative person in the slightest. It even enables someone like me to make something that I think is satisfying pretty easily. Well, and it's also like. I mean, I'm not great by any means. I consider myself a decent visual artist. I do some sculpture and stuff. And You're pretty good. You show whatever. yourself short. But, but um, <laughs> it was just, it's also good for inspiration. Like, the half the reason that I made that wizard tower is because there was just this spire of rock that also kind of flared out at the top. And I was like, that looks like, I was tempted. I was like, do I carve into it or do I just replace it? And like, I think I did a little bit of both. And I tried to use... <laughs> the other terrain that was with it instead of flattening it out i like kept the natural rock formation so it looks like this tower was kind of part of the hill at some point and it's not done so you're not going to get pictures yet internet i'm sorry but (laughs) (laughs) but it has just been and and there has been this evolving story where my character has been on this journey. And even though I don't like, and the mods that I picked, I hand picked specific mods. Like the reason that I wanted to be able to grow my future, like, like iron and diamond and stuff is because I wanted to kind of play like a druid character. 
So a lot of the mods that I got were like magic theme, but without going too far into like the industrial craft side on the map. Because there's a lot of mods that add like spells and full essentially industrial systems, only mana and magic based instead of power mm-hmm. and machines. So I didn't want to go that far because I've played with some of those and they're fun, but I wanted like a hint of druidry. I wanted like some, I wanted it to be a fantasy world where it kind of made sense, where I was also kind of discovering things. And it's, it's weird how like I made, so I made this little, or I basically stole an idea for a statue, but most of art is tracing and then making it your own. So I found an idea for a statue and there was this tiny pond at the base of like this little hill. And I started, so because there's natural water there, I started farming and I started farming my first, like the essence plants, which you need to, to make all of the other plants work for this mod. And I was like, well, this would also be kind of, it looks kind of like a holy water site. So like, Maybe I have a story about how this was where, like, the sacred pond, so it grows the essence plants. And I put up this little sculpture, this little tiny statue that's, like, holding a cloth, and it's, like, half kneeling, and it's really cool. And then that started evolving into, like, I'm going to make this a sacred place where this is where I grow all of my essence plants. And I started digging down, like, a tunnel ten stairs down, and... Instead of just putting torches on the walls, I, like, cut an inlet into the wall, and I put a lantern in there, and then put, like, the, the like, stone bricks as, like, a column into the wall as you, like, step down. So you feel like you're approaching this, like, holy area, and then I want to build this whole underground cavern and and make it, like, a, like a quote-unquote, like, sacred place. I want it to look like a holy site. And I don't know, that, like... And me taking this adventure two hours, which was like, I don't know, 20 some odd in-game days where I'm just going and going and going. And now I'm lost. Like I had maps. I made maps and I even had a couple of blank maps just in case. And still, I'm so far past my maps that I don't show up as a dot on them anymore. And I'm like, I'm lost. But this spot (laughs) is so cool. It's too cool to not save this spot but i also i like i want to go home because i have all my essence plants are there i don't want to start totally over and just live here now right and it's like but it's given me a chance to experiment with some other mods i i had some some progress where i've got like actually using like a shingles mod so like i have mm-hmm. like a tiled roof that i'm working on and yeah so i've got like a whole new adventure and a whole new story in this new spot where like i'm not just rushing to get a diamond pickaxe and obsidian to go to the nether to go home. Cause I don't really have that big of a reason to, because I have, don't have the things that I went adventuring for, but again, just taking my time and enjoying the story that's being drawn in this area. Like the new area that I'm in for some reason doesn't spawn any seeds other than like eggplants and wheat. And that's it. Even mm. though in my old zone, I had like tomatoes and onions. I have like a couple of food mods installed and I had all kinds of stuff. This area is just eggplants and, and wheat. And uh, I had like, I had found a couple of hemp seeds to make like rope and string with, cause you can grow like hemp plants. And then I had one piece of cactus cause I wanted to start growing cactuses to get the green dye. 
And so now this new spot, I'm just growing eggplants, wheat, hemp, and cactus. And it's like, okay, that's what I have to survive on now. Like, I've got to make <laughs> eggplants tasty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I was so blown away when I discovered that you could fast travel to the nether. It's it's such a cool thing. And, and, and I had forgotten about it because when we were talking, I was like, well, because you told me that you were going to set up at this new location. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you were like, maybe you, have... you should either keep going or just go back. Right. Because if you haven't found what you're looking for, then you're just going to have to set up a new third base somewhere. And this is just a never ending cycle. And you were like, well, I can just go to the nether and try and get to zero, zero, look, you know, coordinates. And I was like, oh, right. I forgot that you spawn in at zero, zero when you start the game. And even if your base isn't exactly at that, it's probably it's, close I'll, I'll be able to fun. figure it out. Yeah. And I've got the right. maps of that area still, so I can probably right. figure out where I'm at pretty quick. Yeah. And the fact that it's an infinite world is just so cool. Like, I was actually thinking when you were talking earlier about how, you know, when you play with other people, the, the downside is, is that if they don't play as much, then <clears throat> your technology and your construction and everything has proceeded without them. But it's like really in Minecraft each person could have their own spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that you're in the same base or whatever. Now it's less convenient for sharing resources right. and whatever. But if I, if, if I was going to jump into your game, I could simply go somewhere where you haven't settled and then build whatever I want. And even if I only played once a month, it doesn't really matter right. as long as you don't destroy what I've built. You know what I mean? In that time. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, Obviously, Minecraft is huge with mods. Actually, another game that is <laughs> actually flush with mods, uh, not in the exact same way, they're also called add-ons, but is actually World of Warcraft. Um, I play with probably 20 add-ons in World of Warcraft, or mods, if you will. Uh, they're downloaded through Curse, so it's... <laughs> it's legit just like, modding. It is. Now, again, because it's an online MMO, they don't fundamentally change right. the game in the way that like a Minecraft mod does. Um, but it's it's stuff that's, I mean, it's entire UI overhauls. It's different meters to track like what debuffs and buffs you have out and how like the timers on those. So you understand when to recast. I've got one that actually tracks my melee swings and just has a little bar that just fills so I can see my swing timers oh, nice. so that I understand like when it's okay. If I need to, like if I'm going to hit the mob and you need to go somewhere, like, you know, take a couple steps in another direction, I can look at that swing timer and know when to move. So I don't miss a swing. So you can always you keep your damage output up. Right. Right. Which is a very min maxi kind of thing. Every but, little bit oh, helps. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I haven't, for WoW Classic, but when I played WoW Retail, I used to just keep a notepad of literally the entire list of mods that I had because it was too many to remember. Right. So that way I would know, which, I could make sure I went and updated them all regularly, you know, and got the latest versions or whatever. Um, what other games have you played with, with mods? So I know heavily? that largely we tend to differ on modding where I tend to, if there are mods, I will play with them. Um, mm. and you play generally more vanilla based experiences. I know there are some games that you've modded, so you're not like completely opposed, but I think I'm definitely the overload games with mods until they crash guy. So, uh, the games that I've modded the most would be, 
um, Minecraft, Kerbal Space Program, Don't Starve, and Oxygen Not Included, uh, Skyrim, and uh, I actually, Fallout, um, not New Vegas, Fallout 4 was after New Vegas? Yeah, 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 Fallout 4. Fallout 4 and New Vegas, I guess, but Fallout 4 more. I modded that one a lot. Um, largely Bethesda <laughs> games are easy to mod and have a ton of support for modding. Um, they do, and they have a huge modding community, right. so there's a lot of At Games that support their modding communities just blow... Like Kerbal Space Program, several of the guys that now develop that game were got their start as modders. And mm-hmm. and Squad, when it was Squad, like picked them up and either incorporated their mods or incorporated pieces of their mods or just let them keep modding on their own. At, while they also worked as a graphic artist or whatever for the main game. Like, I think that, you know, Bethesda has tried to do, like, paid mods and a couple things where, and I'm not against modders, like, so, especially some mods. There are a ton of mods in Minecraft the same way. Any game that has a decent modding community, there are your, like, I added one thing mods that looks terrible and is made out of pixel art in a 3D graphics game. That guy doesn't really need money for it. Then there are also the people that are like, I've imported all of Taldoriel into some other game or whatever. And you're like, holy crap, this is teams of people and monumental efforts. Like, yeah, that's that's better than the base game and a, a DLC all in one. They, I would be fine paying for that, you know? Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I land is that with mods, I find that a lot of times I get frustrated with something doesn't work as expected or something doesn't perform how they, you know, they said or whatever, but because it's free, it's also hard to expect that the mod makers are going to do some huge amount of support. Yeah. If there's a conflict or a crash on a free mod, like, okay. Well, I mean, like, like uh, I was playing arc, with another buddy and, and this was, I don't know, probably a year and a half ago now. And we found, so arc is, you know, supposed to, isn't the right word. Arc is designed to be played on a, a multiplayer server right. with the, with, like on a public server with a lot of people. And the, the problem is, is that it's just, it's insane what you go up against. Cause there's not really limits on people's power. Right. So you end up playing against, you know, you jo- you join a new server and you have a pickaxe and actually you have a loincloth and a right. pickaxe. And there's people that have been playing for a year or two and they've got enormous bases and literally like 50 brontosaurus in their right. base. Where like your computer locks up when you, you know, sail past their base because it's rendering so much stuff. And the game doesn't cap that in any right. way. So what we decided to do was get was rent a private server and then we would just play on that private mm-hmm. server. But that way we weren't dependent upon each other being online and neither of us would suffer performance right. issues from hosting it and whatever. And so that was all cool. Well, the, the downside is is that because Arc is made to be played with other people and, and is designed kind of around PvP, there's also not a lot to do. Like there's a few bosses, but they're really dumb and not well implemented. So it's not a it's just a huge grind to beat them it's not a rewarding experience and so we found this mod that spawned in npc humans 
and it would literally just like like from the sky like a flare would go off and then it would just insta drop an entire metal base with like gun turrets and dudes and whatever and we were like well this is cool because now it gives us someone to fight against. right but who was also not going to grief your base overnight or something like right exactly while it's true that they don't grief your base overnight what's also dumb is that because it just spawns with everything there's no way to prevent them from getting anything so they like they just they drop a base with literally machine gun turrets on it that are full of ammo and there's no real way for you to stop that from happening because it's all just pre-generated inserted into the game right and they level up to insane levels and anyway all of this is to say that it, it ended up not being very much fun actually and that's disappointing, but it's like, at the same time, how much can I really expect from the mod makers? I mean, if they want to make it cooler because they want to, great. But if they don't, it's also free. Conversely, though, if that was a $5 mod, I probably don't pay for right, it. Right, <laughs> right. Or if you did pay for it, now you're angry. Now I expect a high level right. of quality that... Or a refund policy. <laughs> right, right. Which, you know... I, but I also, you know, I also don't, it's rare that I buy a skin in a right. game. Like I just, I'll, I'll do DLC if it's more content, like actual gameplay content. It's rare that I buy skins. And again, you know, the mod I just described would be gameplay content, but I don't know. I'd have to be, I'd have to be pretty impressed. Paid mods are a difficult area because it's like you said, it's hard to it know is. what you're going to get. And like, and a lot of modders most of the reason that people make mods, especially free mods, are it's something that you wanted in the game. I've coded a mod before. Uh, I'm pretty sure we mm-hmm. talked about Towns on uh, at some point. And uh, I, I, that game had stopped being developed, and there was still stuff that I wanted to do with it. I found out it was actually not a difficult game to mod. And I started building an entire alchemy system into the game, including like sprite sheets and new objects and new crafting recipes and stuff. And it was, is just because I wanted, now I didn't get it to the point where I thought it was good enough to implement and put out there online, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people say like, well, yeah, you may not like that they drop in metal turrets with machine guns and full metal bases, but somebody, the reason that somebody developed it is maybe they play with five or 10 people on a private server. And right. like, so that experience is what they want for their group. And maybe that's not balanced for a two person group, but maybe it is right. for a five or 10 person group that doesn't want a PVP, but wants some of that experience. So, I mean, it, a lot of mod makers just code it. Cause like, that's what they want in a game. I mean, yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah. I think the earliest mod that I remember, and maybe there's another example, but at least one of the earliest mods I can remember ever doing was probably in like 2006. Um, I was playing a game called Medieval Total War II, which is part of the Total War series, which is kind of a blend of turn-based and real-time strategy games. Anyway, um, and this is a very hipster moment that I'm going to share now, but I read the Game of Thrones books in the mid-2000s before before they were cool. (laughs) Right, right. Which makes me really cool. (laughs) Um, Nerd flashes across the screen. But no, but but I... I, Me and a good buddy of mine, we were reading the Game of Thrones books, and yeah, I remember finding a mod for Total War that 
because the Total War games are based on like a historical period of time. Medieval two probably obviously is based on medieval times. So it's like medieval, but it's, it's real world right. and it's only one map. So it's, you know, it's Europe in the 1600s or something. Well, so uh, this game of Thrones mod converted all of the, a lot of the factions to be game of Thrones factions and, I don't know, just had a lot of neat... I mean, the game mostly played the same. Like, so change the map up different. and stuff? Change the map a little bit, and also just, like, replaced England with the Lannisters, right. and replaced Spain with whoever. And, uh, and yeah, that was... I thought that that was a really cool thing, and it was, you know, again, it's 2006, so it's not like it was the 90s, it's not like I was on AOL finding right. this, but there also wasn't a Steam work. That's true. You know I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure... I'm trying to think back. I know that I've... Mod, it's hard because now like where's the difference between like mod and modifying right like i remember modifying a lot of games and learning how because i mean like i started i was making pc game quote-unquote pc games i was learning to code in like qbasic and zzt which is a variant of qbasic made by tim sweeney of epic Vega games before that was a thing um was like an ascii art game making program is it was a game engine for ascii art it was really kind of neat so like i'd always kind of understood like variables and stuff and that games were based off of them so a lot of programs that opened up like diablo's code to be able to increase your strength like cheat engines and stuff Hmm. but like as far as something that replaced game content with other content that wasn't just some ratchety doom mod that made all the bad guys into whatever topical president of the time was um (laughs) could you say oh hey Um, hey (laughs) but i i I really don't know i know that like terraria i modified a bunch but that's even fairly late in things i i think xcom i modified like the long war mod and xcod is amazing um, You're talking about modern, right? It like is modern XCOM, yeah. And so I'm trying, I'm trying to like go back further and further. Yeah. Um, man, there's the problem is is like my my like early twenties. While there was while I was doing gaming, a lot of it was on console, and mm. what PC gaming I did was like MMO type stuff. So there wasn't a lot of. And there wasn't, if there was, I didn't get into UI modding for like City of Heroes, City of Villains. Like, ooh, yeah, actually, you know what? Now that you bring that up, and again, it is just UI mod, but we actually did use a custom UI mod in Dark Age of Camelot, which was like 2003, oh, wow. 2004, so predating the Total War mod, even. That was crazy, though, because that was Dark Age of Camelot. I mean, I think at its peak was like 250,000 right. players. 500 but i don't i don't think it got to that and i don't think it stayed at the 250 mark for all that long um so yeah like like the ui ui mod i used was just made by this woman who was in my guild oh like, wow she just sat down and created it in like a maybe i think an xml was how it was mm-hmm. coded and she just sat and made an entirely refreshed ui and then distributed it to the guild <laughs> and it was cool i mean it and it it worked and it was functional but but yeah, I guess I, that I actually think earliest. you predate me on modding then, but I probably ah. I, I probably went harder <laughs> for a lot, a lot deeper into the paint on mods on like because once I hit Minecraft, I was like, yeah, this is cool. But I mean, 
we like we got into Minecraft at like 1.4, 1.6 kind of era, and modding was really strong, and end game content wasn't. And so mm-hmm. I went, I was like 200, 300 mods deep into Minecraft, and then just took that mentality. Like Kerbal was the same way. When Ker- I got into beta Kerbal, and yeah, it was. I think it was. I don't want to say it was before early access release on Steam, but I'm not sure where that was. I think that was like 1.13, 1.12 when I got into it. Pretty early into, or dot .12, but um, pretty, pretty early into Kerbal, and the modding scene there was starting... It started small, but as it, it grew with my playing, like as I played the game, it grew and grew, which meant I modded more and more. Um, and yeah, I got to the point where it was like game crashing mods. It, like, And I... To this day, I can't play Kerbal without at least a couple of mods. And again, like, so MechJeb is a really popular mod for Kerbal because it is an autopilot system. Um, yeah. And it's not that I can't get to space without an autopilot. It's that I've done it enough times, and if I'm launching a right. 2,000-part mega rocket with an entire space station on it, it it's going to lag my computer to, like, five frames a second. I just want to hit spacebar and go make a sandwich because the next fun step is once it's in space. So I'll play right. from there, but like the five minutes that my computer is going to chug while this thing launches into orbit. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fair. And I think that's, I mean, that's why I said earlier, I interjected when you were talking about the Minecraft mod where you can grow diamonds or whatever, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if you've never played, then yeah, you should probably experience it the vanilla right. way so that you can see what they for were sure. going for when they developed it. But once you've done it, I mean, because that's what kills the games. I mean, that, again, like I said, that's that's one of the reasons I don't play Minecraft a lot is because I have spent hours and hours in just a super boring one, you know, two block wide yep. stone. Digging a straight line. Only to dig in a straight line and then you, you skip a block or you skip two blocks and yep. go over and then do it again and then skip up two blocks. And then, and it's just this not fun, but it's, it's the most efficient way to find right. diamond, which is totally RNG. And yeah. And so I can totally see where, even if it's not the most complicated launch, like you described, even if it's just a, a smaller launch, spending the time doing that, which isn't fun, isn't engaging. You already know right. it. Well, there's Why some not? things that like, I couldn't do, let the mod do for a little bit, then learned how to do. But even once I learned how to do, I'm like, well, the mod's still more efficient than I am. So I'm, I I almost like to play Kerbal more like a tycoon game than yeah. a space simulation game. Like, and I, and I like all the realism. I, I really enjoy it. I learned a lot. Um, we should do a whole episode on Kerbal at some point. Kerbal 2 coming out soon. Well, that'll be something. But I, I learned a lot playing that game. But modding was what kept me in it. Because, like, the first time, especially, like, because I could land. I So I land on the moon. Yay. Land on, like, the Mars equivalent. Yay. Want to build a base. Well, landing anywhere is kind, is a lot easier than landing two things at the same place at different times. Like, suddenly having to target a deorbit burn is actually a really complicated thing. And right. I, while I could do it, I may have to quick save and quick load a dozen times, and that's not fun. Whereas the mod can get it 
boop, I can just click on the map. I want you to land here and it will land there. Well, that just saves me two hours of not fun. Like you can only explode so many times before exploding is no more fun. And it's just frustrating. Like, so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there was, I think mods were really important in, in keeping me in there. Um, I mean, I think, you know, Fallout 4, I modded that some, uh, and probably my favorite mod that I found in that was one where the, I don't know what they're called, villagers or townspeople or whatever, will build the city on their own. So you you can designate areas if you want to be like, hey, I want this to be this kind of building or whatever, but then they will make it, which I found way better because while I think that it's cool that you can create your own little townships or whatever in Fallout 4 it's actually not a it's it's kind of a tedious building right. process and also why are you the only um, competent person here do you have to do all the work <laughs> right why right. can't you be so, the yeah, hero so really, that brings back the resources and everybody just showers you in jacuzzis and and correct, hey we built correct. this awesome monument to you while you were away like <laughs> Well, or, you know, or do, a, you know, that that's something that, like I said about Minecraft, the, the building system in it is just so, it's so simple and there's just nothing dumb. Like in Ark, for example, you don't build block by block and there's no terraforming. So in Ark, you build a foundation piece right. and then you build a wall section and you, and the wall section snaps to the foundation piece. Well, what that's turned into is, the game is weird and allows you to stack a wall on top of another wall uh, or allows you to build foundations at slightly different heights. So like you build, you place one foundation and then you place another one. Just like a pixel like, higher. Right. And now you can snap another one on top of the first one that you uh, laid. And double thick walls and... Right, except that that goes for a long time. So people have like 10 thick walls and 10 oh. thick foundations. And instead of patching that out, they actually just leaned into it. And, and so it's just part of the mechanics of playing. And it's like, it's just too tedious. It's not fun. I don't care to, because there's all these ways that you like, like where you basically pl- place fake foundations all over in order to get the different heights that you want. So you can then build these multiple thick and yeah, it's no. just really tedious and not a fun thing. And in Minecraft, it's just, if there's a block move right it. yeah if it's you in your way it. move it take it out or right and that like for everything down to like i, I watched time lapses of people drain like because i made a joke with you the other day about drain the ocean uh, but i've seen videos of people like walling off a section of cool underwater stuff and then filling it entirely with sand or once they released it sponges and then removing all of those and you just having the spot where the ocean is just there's a there's a void in the center of the ocean and a monument in the center of it that's like and people have done awesome things where that it looks like that's splitting the water or something because it's like some power field or glass and aquariums and it's like it it really is just the imagination is the limit and and it goes Mm -hmm. so far and like that's why i don't like too many mods because also a couple things is like every mod that adds items is another thing you have to figure out a storage system for. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes like, especially once you're through like with a lot of the creature mods, especially ones that add like difficult creatures or whatever. Once you get to the point where you can 
survive effectively around those new harder creatures. And maybe it's an hour or five hours past where it is in standard Minecraft. Like, you still get to a point where you have the upgraded weapons that are you've also got modded in, and now you can deal with all this stuff. And if you do just want to build something, well, now you've got... And then Terraria had this problem, too, when you try to build, like, a Sky Island or something, and the... the what are they? The Falcors from Neverending Story dragon worm things are just mm. constantly flying at you. And it's like, yeah, I can kill them in five hits and they can't really kill me, but they knock me off the side every time and I have to fly back up there. And it's like, I don't want to be in creative mode. I want to be in survival, but I also want there to be a point where it's like there's not some ghost demon monster spawning all the time and making weird noises while I'm trying to build a serene place or something. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. The fine line that exists between too much tediousness and not enough because tediousness, I actually think builds immersion and maybe tediousness isn't the right word because that's kind of a negative connotation, but like, you know, and I talked about this in the, the WoW episode that we did, so I don't mean to to go all the way back through it, but but like in you know in old MMOs, there was no fast travel, and you had to run everywhere, right. and everything. There's no dungeon finder; you have to run to the dungeon and find. Well, and those group boring moments are where you meet people and talk because you're both running to the same quest or waiting on the same thing to spawn. Right, right. But as WoW continued to modernize and pr- proceed through time. Um, it, it continued to simplify things and continued to, to add fast travel or like when Guild Wars two came out, there wasn't even a mailbox. You had mail. It was just a little icon at the top of the UI and you just click it and open your mail. And when that, I was like, oh, this is so brilliant. Who wants to spend their time running to a mailbox, you know, which is fair. However, now a few years past all that, I actually just don't, don't actually share that sentiment anymore. Like it is dumb to run to a mailbox, but it also makes you feel like you're part of right. a world. And that, that, and their world makes sense and things happen in it. And Right. It's not just it's not just a clicker game where you just click different buttons to see different right. animations. Because <laughs> even with Guild Wars, it's you could boil it down to clicker heroes the MMO. I mean Yeah. Right, right. Um so yeah, I don't know, but but at the same time, I totally agree with I mean, like I just said, I, I'm bored of the tediousness of digging for my or for right. diamonds. I I agree with you. It's annoying when you just keep getting harassed by some stupid enemy that's not actually that. But also, like, I like the early game challenge of you spawn in Mm. naked and afraid and you have to punch a tree and you have to survive the first night and bad guys do spawn and you have no weapons and you don't have a base yet. And do you stay here or do you travel somewhere? Do you go underground or do you go above ground? Like how and especially when in like minecraft or or like a terraria where you can decide where you want your base like you can build a house or you can build a tree house or you can build a floating island or you can dig underground and be a dwarf or like and any of these things are all viable ways to play and no matter which way you go you'll find cool stuff so like a lot of the mods that i've installed change like terrain generation so like biome mods that add new biomes cave mods Mm -hmm. that add in like stalactites and stalagmites and more 
cave patterns so like underground rivers or like mm-hmm. underground biomes which i think is something that the base game kind of lacks it does a really good job of above ground but underground is kind of lacking and so it adds a bunch of stuff in there and little things like little creature packs that add like one adds like four creatures one of them is cicadas which are like are these beetles that are basically cicadas and you can get their beetle shells to make dye out of and that's all they're good for but they make cicada noises so like oh, you'll right. be out in a wooded area and as dusk falls they'll start and it's like oh that's just super immersive and i love it because right. especially around here in the midwest we deal with cicadas a lot in the in the spring and the fall and i think that's just awesome to hear it makes me feel like it's a more alive world and i don't know yeah no yeah i agree i mean that's something i found with you know going back to play wow classic like i was talking about i think that wow retail the modern version of wow is still it's a it's an impressive game i mean they've done a lot um over the years and i mean there's a fully functioning pokemon mini game right. that is fully realized and, and is is actually probably cooler than a standalone pokemon game you know no offense pokemon fans <laughs> it's probably not true but the reason i say that is just because it uh you 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 can go find creatures in the entire map of world of warcraft which at this point is like i don't know eight continents or i don't right. know how many it is i haven't counted but there's a there's a however many expansions there are adds new continents every expansion and sometimes they add multiple subcontinents within the life cycle of a single right. expansion and all the little critters and stuff are available to be captured all throughout all you of you could that. literally so, just play the game just capturing critters and battling them and avoid the whole other game still have plenty right. of content to play through yeah i mean you'd need to level up to go to the new zones because right. they're going to be higher level so but that could be the reason that you're doing that as opposed to you want to raid or you want to pvp or whatever other end game objective that's you pretty awesome have. and there and there are players who just do that so Again, it's not really even to, to try and make it a, a contest between classic versus retail, but going back to classic, it it does it doesn't feature a lot of the quote unquote quality of life changes that retail has, and I actually just do find it more immersive. You know, like it it's just it's easier to get sucked into that right. world. Um, so yeah, it's just it, again, it's interesting to see how different. Or again, like how fine of a point that tediousness well, is on, like, because it can go the wrong way easily. And there are some, like there are times where mods that are that do break immersion for a number of different reasons, and sometimes they're hilarious. Like one of the first mods for Fallout Four was the nuke launcher that yelled John Cena and launched a teddy bear that exploded in a giant nuke, and it did the whole John Cena like bit, and it was hilarious. And but it is only like, it's only funny for that 30 seconds. And then it's just an OP infinite nuke gun. And that's like the most. And it's a right. probably after novelty. Wears so off, yeah. like there's, there's something to be said. Like I like Thomas, the tank engine replaces dragons and Skyrim. Like that's hilarious. I don't want that in my game though, because like, I, <laughs> right. I, I, I love that that's a thing and that can be done, but I definitely curate my lists to be, to ride that fine line as close as possible between like, these are some utility things that I want, 
These are some things that break the tediousness. These are some things that allow me more build options like shingles on buildings or yeah. you know, just a few more items like chairs. So I don't have to make a chair out of a stair with a, a sign on the side. And like, it kind of looks like right. a chair, but not really. Like, just let me have real chairs. Right. Like, yeah. And yeah, that, that fine line is, but I like to, like, I think that, Part of that, and, and The Sims, I was the same way with this when I finally played Sims 4, which is the first Sims game that I ever played. I modded the crap out of that. And for me, sometimes half the fun is just looking through all the mods to find, like, finding a mod that does fit my tastes, and I have very particular tastes, is just as exciting as finding a piece of legendary loot. Like, to me, that is a yeah. real-world legendary loot. It's like, this is a legendary mod, something that... I actually want in my game that fits my like style of play and my level of polish and my level of interaction with that is a legendary mod and finding that is like finding a rare and there's a ton of trash white mods out there that are just trash drops. Right. So that's like a sub game in finding good mods. Like while that Saturday was annoying and there was full of ups and downs and false starts of not quite getting the right things installed or the wrong versions or whatever. Once I got it to work and once I got the world to load, it was like, it's Epic journey time. I have, I have my, my, my Minecraft install is kitted out with legendary gear and now I'm going to go play. And right. Yeah. No, that's a good comparison. So I I feel like, and that happens, you know, in Kerbal too, because I'll get an idea of like, this is because it's not just those mods. Cause I've, like I said, there's a lot of mods I've played with before that I was like, I don't want in this one. So I want to craft the, like I'll have an idea for a single mission in Kerbal. Like I want to build a Mars base or whatever. Well, I need to get every mod that I want that fits that idea and then craft those together into one install of Kerbal that is specifically about building my coolest Mars base and and in the way I want to build it, maybe I want to send a robotic mission out first to start mining and set things up before I send actual Kerbals or whatever. And it's like, that's half of the fun for me is is building the game that I want to have before I play it. And, and I only generally, I play through games vanilla before I mod them. I may not always beat them before I mod them, but I play through a good chunk of them vanilla. Um but yeah, crafting the game is is this kind of meta game to it that I that I love. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I think you know to go back to to touch on like Skyrim because I modded that a bit, but honestly, like the mod that I remember really being the most into on that was just simply a mod called Sky UI. I don't know if it still exists or not, or if it's been replaced. But Skyrim obviously was released on consoles as well as PC, so the the UI is a controller based uh, yep. UI with wheels and all sorts of stuff and so sky ui puts everything into lists which if you have a keyboard and mouse is much easier to navigate (laughs) and and preferable so i I was just thinking as you were explaining your point there that i think that and certainly there are mods like the mech jeb that you described where it does kind of like either automate or replace or add you know different ways to play or mechanics or whatever you want to call that so there are examples where it works, but I think that really the mods that I have found the most success with, and it's probably because there's the least risk, is mods in games where you build stuff 
that add new options for stuff yeah. to build with. Like in Arc, my favorite mod that I probably ever played with in Arc is just a more structures mod that adds, for example, Arc has a pretty good amount of biomes. Well, one of the biomes is a redwood forest. <clears throat> so it has the giant redwood trees. Well, we found a mod that allowed you to build a huge platform around the uh, redwood trees so that you can make your entire base at like the that's top awesome. of the tree. Because you can you can capture a pterodactyl pretty easily and then Fly up now there. you have a flying that's awesome. Yeah, so we could go place it and then land our yeah, so like that's that's really cool. Um, one of the things and like oh no go ahead I was just gonna say one of the things that I'm missing the most out of Minecraft right now one of the mods that I did play with before that I want to play with again but is not in the current available version I'm hoping it updates is uh, BiblioCraft which basically just makes you allows you to make like bookcases and shelves but it also allows you to store your enchanted books on them and it acts like a chest, but you don't open it up and see an inventory. You literally just right-click your book, and it goes onto it and actually shows up as the spine of a book. And when you put your mouse over it, it tells you what book it is, and when you right-click, it pulls it out. So you can actually build functional bookcases, and it's just like, ah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's – like, I don't remember what they're called anymore, but I remember there used to be, like, a Minecraft mod that just added a bunch of different, like, you know – angled pieces so that everything's mm -hmm. not just a, a block like you know different slants and i don't know just stuff like that and i always thought that was really cool um a game that i actually have tried <laughs> i've downloaded a mod for like i don't know maybe two or three times but never actually stuck with it at all it's, is terraria i've done a couple of their like conversion mods where it makes it more like a hardcore well not hardcore but just like a, an rpg where you actually pick a class right. or pick a rate and level up and stuff. It always looks interesting, but <clears throat> I don't know the the the, <laughs> the tediousness of Minecraft. Or excuse me, of Terraria also. Well, and still uh, Terraria is one of those things where it's got so much in the base game, and that base yeah. game is so high, finely tuned and polished that it takes a really. You either have to play it with a total conversion mod, like you said, and just it's a different game entirely, where there is no digging. And ever the world is set and you have to just explore and run through like quests and stuff or whatever. Otherwise, it's really hard to find a mod that's good enough to, to fit. And because there's so much stuff in the game, like I think the great thing about Minecraft is the base game, even though it has gotten a lot bigger and more complex and there are a large number of items it's still pretty easy to get all of them and you know where to go for all of them. But like Terraria, yeah. there are a ton of items that some, there's some game, like in every game of Terraria, you're actually limited to a certain number of items because you spawn with either corruption or crimson. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's like that alone. Well, and, oh yeah. And, and the hard mode. Or forever. Well, even the, oh, even the base right. or like, your world will spawn with either gold or right, platinum, or like or lead or iron. Or yeah, exactly. Right. Copper, something else, tin, I think. So yeah, yeah. There's there's a ton of variety in in well, Terraria is insane. Though. I mean, what do they come out with a patch every year right. at this point that adds a thousand well, items? Well, but something? that's the thing. Like, then you want to put a mod in that of something that also adds to the loot table. Like the loot table has like ten thousand <laughs> items in it. Good luck finding the thing that you modded in. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's certainly fair. Um, yeah, I think that, like you said, you know, much earlier, I think Bethesda games are certainly 
and it's probably just because they support it so well. But those, when I think of mods, like that's probably the first thing that pops into my mind where really it probably should be Minecraft because that's the most experience I have with it. But I don't know. When I think mods, I just think, I just think well, the games. Like I remember when Oblivion came out and they came out with the horse oh, armor right. DLC. And right. This could just be. Uh, well, and there were mods that did it better. Like oh, that okay. was part of the deal too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny because everyone got so mad at them, but then you have entire games that are just based, at least the business side, are entirely based on selling skins, like League of Legends or, or Overwatch. Train. You know, like yeah, like that's that's the whole way that the game exists is because they're selling right. skins, and yet Bethesda was killed for it when they came out with Horse <laughs> Armor for that first time. Well, and I, I think too that it's also like the best as far as like a fantasy RPG style game that allows modding, there's a lot of like that speaks to the D and D game masters that want to add their own worlds and stuff. Cause it's like, okay, we'll add if, you know, if there's not the class that you want or the abilities you want, you can add them very easily. And that opens up for, you know, summoners or liches or whatever. And you can add a whole quest hook, just like the vampire werewolf quest hooks, where you have to go do certain things to unlock it. And that's, I mean, that's, there's a ton of cool storyteller content that you can do. And a lot of that, especially in like a, like a Skyrim story content's a lot easier to do than 3d models and code because story content is largely just like it's not too difficult to add an npc and then give them a block of quest and some options and like building those quest arcs and stuff and those trees of decisions is a lot easier than at least to me than building each individual item and balancing it and stuff so like item content mods are a lot more work than a, a quest line with some npcs or some rare books that you can find in the world that tell a story yeah, a mod that I tried actually within the last probably year for Minecraft. Um, there's a Stardew Valley esque oh, really? mod. I don't know what it's called. Probably like Star Mine or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> not be I know. Starcraft I was thinking the same either. thing. A <laughs> 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 name's a little taken. <laughs> it better yeah. hydralisk anyway. to Minecraft. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, the uh, and it, it was. It's pretty cool, um, but it's a thing where like like there's a, a, a innkeeper or something that spawns into the world, and so then you give him materials, and then he will build his inn. And you can it gives you some sort of UI where you can like kind of see the foundation of the building and where it will go. Well, I was like, oh, cool. Well, I've got this nice little shore on this place that I've occupied, so I'm going to build the inn on the shoreline. So that way it like looks out over the yeah. ocean or something. I don't know. Well, unfortunately the foundation layout that it showed me and the mod could be fixed by now right. to be clear. This I don't know. Back. Yeah. This was uh, probably again, a year or so, if not more ago, but anyway, like a third of the structure actually went into the water. And so then like, ha like part of the occupants of the inn are underwater <laughs> and, it just completely destroyed any sense of immersion right. that I could have from like, I don't know. Or like I tried to play, there was another mod I tried to play. That's like a Sim city Minecraft mod where it, you, you basically play Sim city, you build different city buildings and stuff, but it's, it's 
it's truly awful because SimCity, as we're all aware, is played from a zoomed right. out perspective. And this still plays like Minecraft, so you have to run around no. on foot and go. It would be a lot and... better. Like the only way I see that working is if a football stadium was one block, and that way it'd be like a tiny, like a miniature people city, and you could still yeah. like like one block was a road, and one block was a, and so yeah. you could build a skyscraper it would be like three blocks tall or something. Yeah. Then you could like would... run around in the city, and you basically Godzilla sized. Right. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. But yeah, no, as as it stands, again, the version I played of it was not was not enjoyable. Wait, I mean, very ambitious and kind of cool to see. Oh, and I'm sure whoever has the dedication to play through that have at that's got to be awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen there's an online and again, I don't know if it still exists, but there's an online Minecraft mod that is civilization that's in just intended to be played multiplayer on like a public server and people actually form civilizations and kingdoms and there's like alliance systems built into it and all this stuff again too overwhelming for me to just (laughs) dive into multiplayer minecraft servers are difficult to deal with it's that's a whole different journey of finding a legendary server that fits (laughs) (laughs) my play style my age range my build size, my grief rules, my other like my merchant rules and stuff. Like there's some cool ones. I've I've tried a few times and gotten into a few, but it's rough. So Yeah. Yep, I would agree. So any other good modded games? Any other good mod stories? Um I don't know, not off the top. I mean I think that, you know, to to <laughs> to say explicitly i think that you know mods are are important and matter to gaming because they they just offer new ways to experience an already existing game ways to replay something um or or just ways to enhance i think it also involves the community i think modding communities become a lot more tight-knit and begin to mirror each other and begin to offer help to each other and it offers this additional level of interaction that happens outside of the game and ways to make friends and to communicate with each yeah. other and to understand expectations and to learn you know, what goes into making a game and what goes into making a mod. And, and I think that those communities want to, they want, they love the game so much that they want to add their favorite thing to the game for free and give it to everybody else. And that already right. just builds a good faith foundation that I think is really easy to build off of. And I think can generate some really cool interactions and really good, that kind of wholesome side of gaming that, you know, it's not toxic. It's people making the game better for each other. And, and, you know, some games have lived on past their development to life cycles, just on mods. The modding community says, this is our game now and the public owns it. And I think that's awesome. I think that's a really important thing to keep around. Yep. I agree. I agree. Well, That'll be all for our episode today. As always, if you'd like to interact with us, you can come find us out on Twitter at P-U-Y-S-Pod. That's Pick Up Your Sticks Podcast. And if you like this episode, please, please do us a favor and give us a, a rating, a star, a thumbs up, or whatever. Review us wherever you listen to us. It really does help us get those numbers out there to tell some people about it. Bring in your friends. We'd love to hear from you guys. And, uh, and it's, it's a big help. We, we really appreciate it. So 
to keep a lookout for us, uh, you know, on Twitter, we've been getting a little bit more active out there. So, so keep an eye out for us. If you want to drop us a note or add us, we'll reply. And, uh, for everything else, don't forget to pick up your sticks. For sure. 